Howdy. Welcome back to Theology, the podcast about Theology 3. I'm your host, Grant Grabowski, and today we're going to be tackling the topic of mask mandates in the St. Louis city and county. The COVID-19 pandemic has completely rewritten how we go about our everyday lives, and the mask mandate has been one of the biggest changes that has hit us in the past year. So today we're going to be taking a look at if it's moral and if it's right for these governments to place a mandate on their populations. I personally am in favor of mask mandates. I think that they are a great and simple response towards combating COVID-19. I think that by keeping them around and keeping these mandates around, it is one of our best strategies alongside getting vaccines to limiting COVID-19's grip on us. By keeping the mask mandates in place, we can help lower the transmission rates, we can help lower infection rates, and we can help build a community to help see this pandemic towards the end and to keep it at an end when we finally reach that point. However, the issue of mask mandates isn't a completely straightforward one. I know a lot of times in the media today that a lot of news places and a lot of people, everyone's always telling us to wear masks, wear masks. Everyone's got to keep the masks on until the pandemic ends, which is, it's, it's a great mentality to have. It helps bring and rally everyone together to wear masks, but it also places a heavy burden on those who have a hard time wearing masks. And those issues apply to people with asthma or heavy breathing problems, cancer patients that have just come out of lung cancer treatments, and also the people of the world with mental disabilities who may not even have a good comprehension of what or why a mask is needed. And what changes every day to the pandemic situation, the most recent one being the giant rollout of vaccines across the nation, the mask mandates are a growing problem and everyone's talking about them, you know, People are getting second dosed. People are getting their one dose J&J shots. So do they need to wear masks anymore? Are mask mandates even, do we even need them anymore if anyone's vaccinated? And so in today's episode, I hope to take a great dive into the issue of mask mandates and to lay out what I think is the best ending and solution to this debate. Throughout the podcast, I will be using the stop method of analyzing the issue. And I'll lay that out throughout the entirety as I use it. And so our first stop on the stop method a lot of stopping going on here, is the S in stop itself, which entails searching out the facts. I know searching out the facts can be a little bit of a challenge in today's world, but it's something that we have to really check out if we want to really have a good mindset and knowledge of the issues at hand today. And while searching out the facts, I personally chose to check out some of my local news outlets. Shout out to my St. Louis listeners, but the St. Louis Post-Dispatch has some really great articles. A quick shout-out to Bryce Gray. He's a guy who's done some great work in putting out some articles that really help describe and lay out some numbers about why mask mandates should be kept in. And for a more global kind of output, I checked out CNBC. They have some some really strong arguments and some authors. Shout-out to Monica Petrelli and her article about why why there are possible medical reasons to not wear a mask. One of the biggest and most striking facts that I found while reading and researching was from the article by Bryce Gray, where he talks about where masks aren't mandatory in St. Louis regions, the virus cases boom. And in the article, he talks about how after three weeks, the average daily case growth in St. Louis and St. Louis County dropped by about 44%. Meanwhile, in municipalities and other places like St. Charles County and Jefferson County, and even Franklin County, all these places without a mask mandate, saw immediate jumps and immediate booms in all the coronavirus cases. 
it's really great to turn to these sources because they are very well laid out and they come from really well established organizations that are known for giving you facts and the whole story and it's really great these examples because they helped inform my conscious on the issue and I think that having an informed conscious is one of the best things to have in this world right now because in all these in the midst of all these different topics and issues going on around the world one of the best things you can do is have an informed conscious and it's best to do that through searching out the facts our next stop on the stop method is the T in stop which signifies thinking about the alternatives and the consequences of an issue. So in this case, I'm going to be taking a look at the alternatives and consequences of a mask mandate on a population. And so starting out with the alternatives to mask mandates, the only viable one that I see going on right now is the rollout of the vaccines across our nation. And so our nation's rollout of the vaccines has been a huge, just a huge step in the right direction. And it is a lot of people are turning to it as the alternative. You know, people are getting double dosed. They're getting their one J&J shot and they're, they're good. They don't need masks anymore. The only problem, however, with that is that when you get your shot, there's often a two week barrier where it, it's still taking effect. But that also doesn't take into play that none of the shots are 100 percent proven to be completely 100 percent effective against COVID-19. A lot of our shots, they are. They're about 90 to 95%. The only problem is, however, there's always that little 5%. There's always that little, little percentage that can always creep up on everybody. And so for these vaccines to be the true alternative, we have to get everybody, all, all the population, to get vaccinated. And so the only problem there is that not everybody wants to get vaccinated. And so that is where the main issue and the main kind of flaw of vaccinations come into. Because you have a large, the majority of people will get vaccinated. And they will build up their immune system against COVID-19. But not everyone's going to do that. And so these people will still be out there that are still highly susceptible to the pandemic, highly susceptible to the COVID-19 disease. And they will still be walking around doing their thing. And so these vaccines... While they are a great use, a great tool to use against the COVID-19 pandemic, we still got to keep these things going on because not everyone is going to get vaccinated. And so while it may seem kind of counterintuitive or maybe just annoying because you got your, you got your second dose, you think you're good, it's still great to keep the mask on. And we got to keep the mask on until the end of the pandemic comes and that day arrives. Because until then, we, we, risk, we just risk too much. We risk a second relapse of the virus. We risk a second lockdown, a second just everything repeating itself. And I think it's just one of the best things we can do is to just stay strong. We got to just keep to what we were doing and what we've been doing and just casually just ride it out. That's the best thing we can do right now. And so in turn, we looked at a little bit of the alternatives towards mask mandates, the large ones being vaccines. Now to take a shift and to look at the consequences of mask mandates. And we looked at the positive. We've mentioned the positives, you know. It helps lower the spread. It helps keep things at a minimum. It'll help us ride out the pandemic. But a little bit on the bad side, however, is that mask mandates are a huge issue facing the people of our society with breathing problems and skin irritations. And for this, I want to give a quick shout out to Monica Petrelli and her article titled 
Are There Medical Reasons to Not Wear a Mask on CNBC? Her article helps lay out the specifics of people suffering from severe asthma or people with really bad irritations of where they wear the masks. And she lays out that they are, she believes that they are viable reasons to not wear a mask. And I can, I can completely see why. Because these people try to tackle these everyday opportunities and do their everyday activities. But when they are faced with wearing a mask, it is a hard problem for them. It's hard to get them the oxygen they need. And for extended periods of time, it can cause them to pass out. It can cause them to hyperventilate. It can cause many different hindrances on their health. But for the best response that I can offer towards them is that if these people truly are suffering and need the help because they cannot wear a mask, the best thing that I can offer to them is to put themselves in a hospital situation to where they can get treatment and to where they can get better. Because for them, it is, it's hard for them to wear a mask. I know that. But it is, it is their best defense against the COVID-19 virus. It is the best thing that they can have to benefit themselves and to help not further their breathing issues. Because you have the people with, with severe asthma, and they, they already struggle. And if they're going around not wearing a mask and they pick up the COVID-19 virus, it can be truly lethal. It can, it can be a very bad situation. And so the best thing that I can just recommend is to just, is to wear a mask when needed. You don't have to wear a mask all the time. You don't have to always keep it on, but to just wear a mask when you're in public. And I'm not, I'm not trying to say it's, a, it's an end to justify the means, you know. You, they wear a mask and they suffer. But, you know, everyone, everyone, if the virus rates go slow, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just trying to say that it is just something so vital to our world today that everyone just needs to keep wearing the mask. And even for the people that truly do suffer from wearing the mask, for them to just limit how much they wear it. I'm not, they just got to keep themselves in check and to put themselves in the right situations to get the help they need before they really face the issues of COVID-19 and before they pick it up themselves. The final little stop I want to make in T of stop is addressing the principle of double effect and analyzing if mask mandates are, are good and if they pass the principle of double effect. And so starting out with the first little stop of the principle of double effect is looking if the action itself is good or neutral. And I personally, I think that the action of mask mandates are good. I think that they don't they aren't put into our world, they aren't put in our society to purposely attack those people with breathing problems. I think that they are truly, I think they are meant to go out there to help everyone. And that ties into the second point of if it has a good intention. And I think that the mask mandates, they really do have a good intention. I think that they are really intending for all of us to rally together and to beat this virus. And so I think that mask mandates pass those first two points greatly. And number three, the number third stop is good results directly from the action. And I think that this one can be apparent. It takes a little bit of time, but I think that it is true because we've seen over the span, over the span of a year now, but it's been a, the start of the mask mandates a couple months into the pandemic. Man, that was a while ago. But uh, the start of the mask mandates, we've seen that rates have dropped and we see how masks have really become a vital just kind of backbone of the pandemic so far and I think that it's been really great to see how much good has come from it because I don't even 
I don't even want to imagine if we had not come to masks or if no one has been wearing masks. I don't even, that'd be a whole separate scenario. I don't even, <laughs> that'd be crazy. But then our final stop on the principle of double effect is good effects equal or outweigh the evil effects. And I think in this scenario, it is the good outweighs the evil. And the evil in this scenario being the pain or the discomfort that the people with breathing problems face, I think that the good of the majority of people lowering transmission rates and lowering the cases, I think that that is huge. I think that that is a great good to have, that these cases are lowering. And I know that it is a problem for the other communities of people with breathing problems, but I think that that good of just lowering the rates is it just outweighs the other one. I don't mean to be, I don't mean to be mean, but I'm just that's just what I think. And so this finally brings us to the O of stop after that little tangent on T, but the O part of stop stands for others, and that entails consulting others and considering the impact on others. And so beginning with consulting others, one of the best things you can do is the next time you're at your doctor's appointment, your next checkup, next time you're getting a shot, is to just consult them and ask them, what is the best course of action? What do they think is the best thing to do? And to just get informed and to hear what they have to say is a great tool for anyone to have. It's turning to your doctors. It's turning towards your priests, your teachers, all the people that you know have a knowledge on the subject and to talk to them, to consult to them, to see what they think, to see how it would affect them, to see what they, what they would do if they would follow it is one of the best things we can do. And I know that throughout the pandemic, mask mandates have been consulted with other people. Government officials have talked to the public. The public has talked to the government officials. They've all wanted mask mandates. They don't want mask mandates. They've gone back. They've consulted each other. And it's really great to see that happening because it, it shows that everyone is talking and it shows that everyone wants to be out there and to have these discussions and to bring to hopefully bring each other to the right moral stance and the correct way to go about everything. And so then moving into the considering the impact on others, this was a this was a huge key factor of the mask mandates and a huge player in the decision towards putting these mask mandates into place because as the study of the virus went along and people understood more about it, the virus was figured out to have spread through the air. It spreads respiratory. And so these masks help and are the best way to prevent the spread. And so I, I think that it was a great point of where the people really came together. The people who created these mask mandates looked at each other and said, what is the impact? And they looked at each other and they said, good, we can lower the rates. We can lower the cases. We can help bring this pandemic down with these mask mandates. And that good will come. The impact will be good on our communities. And finally, this brings us to the P of stop. And P stands for prayer. And so what I mean here is that through prayer, we need to take the time and we need to reflect and to contemplate are these actions of mask mandates aligning with God's will? And I would have to say from personal experience through personal prayer and meditation that it helped me to come together and to see that it is, I personally believe that it is aligned with God's will because God wants us to flourish. He wants everyone to flourish equally.
And so by putting in these mask mandates, I think that we are aligning ourselves with God's will because we are promoting everyone to flourish. We want everybody to be here a year from now. And if it means that we have to wear a mask just for these, just for a month, for a year, that is what we got to do because we want everyone to flourish. We want everyone to have the best experience they can. And if that means just toughing it out now so that five years from now, the world can be so much better, I think that that is great. I think that we are perfectly aligning with God's will because we are acting in a way that we promote human life and that we are hoping to continue prosperity and that we will follow a suit and a mentality of trying to benefit and to, to try and build up each other. A quick thing I wanted to address is how I think that mask mandates are reflecting a lot of the CST teachings and themes. Another thing I want to hit on is that the government is also following CST teachings, Catholic social teachings, in where they are promoting the good of the family. In doing so, by putting in these mask mandates, they are promoting the good and promoting the flourishing of each person to continue these families and relationships to keep going because these societies are built from families. And so we have our governments putting in these mask mandates to help keep these going. Another way that I think the mask mandates are reflecting CST teachings and themes is that the mask mandates are reflecting two of the seven themes of CST. I think that they are reflecting the rights and responsibilities theme and the call to family, community, and participation theme. I think that it reflects the rights and responsibilities theme and that it gives a huge responsibility to the public. It gives a huge responsibility for everyone to wear masks and to come together and to ensure that people can be safe and to go out and do things. And I think that it reflects a call to family, community, and participation and that when people are told to wear a mask or mask mandates are in, it's a call for the community. It's a call for everyone to come in and to, be partic and to participate in the environment. And that just about brings us to the end of the issue. I think one of the final things that I can address is the actions going forward or what do we need to do in the future? I think that my actions, I think my actions have a huge influence for my judgment so far. I think that throughout analyzing mask mandates and everything, I think that my actions going forward will reflect kind of keeping the mindset of staying strong until the end. I think that even after getting my second dose, I'm going to keep still wearing masks. I'm going to keep being strong advocate of wearing masks. After my entire family gets the second dose, I'm going to keep enforcing or keep bugging them to keep wearing their masks everywhere, even then places where they don't feel like they need to, just kind of keeping that mentality of staying strong and seeing this whole thing throughout, I think is one of the best things we can do. I know that uh, sports seasons, I play a spring sport. I'm going to keep telling other players to keep their masks up, to keep everything going, because I, I just want to keep going. I just want this to be done with, for, to be frank. I just want things to go through. We got to keep we got to keep what we're doing and we got to keep strong to it because we wanted everyone wants to see this through. And that just about brings us to the end of the issue. It's been a great time reflecting and kind of analyzing the issue of mask mandates as it's been one of the biggest factors of the past year. And I hope that through laying out my different analyzations and reasonings and stuff that I helped inform you guys to keep wearing your masks and to help build a mindset to keep it going. Because trust me, when we keep, it's a burden now, but it's, Oh, it'll be so nice a year from now. A year, anytime we get that green light, 
it'll be very nice to go back, rebuild those relationships with those we haven't kept in contact with, to go back to normal, go to church, go to movies, go to games, go to everything. It'll be very nice. And so until then, just stay strong, keep going, and thank you for tuning in.